0: Welcome back. Another day, another vlog. Great to have you back on this Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Holy crap, this week's flying. Wow, big changes overnight here in the uh, Pilbara. Not for me, I knew I was stuck here. Um, Unfortunately, I've got to work now. Um, I'm going to have to do two weeks of night shift back to back with no break. Oh, that's life, as I said to you you yesterday. I've probably been one of the lucky ones. I haven't had to do too much because I had a lot of holiday. I had holidays with the move and the house move and stuff. Um, I have had other things that have I've had to deal with this year. But um, yeah, in the last year and a half, COVID's affected everyone in some sort of way, and everyone's sort of copped it at some time or the other. Well, I guess it's my turn. But again, Perth's gone into a full lockdown, or WA's gone into a full lockdown, so. No one can leave site now until, I think Saturday they reassess, but they, had a, they found another one. It's the third one they found today. So looks like that means probably be at least another week uh, until we're due to start work again anyway. So I can't see us having a break. I'm not sure how that'll work. It'll end up being five weeks straight with uh, no, we've only 24 hours off in between. So I'm sure they'll work it out. We're supposed to have 48 hours off going swapping back to day shift. So I'm assuming that'll be next Monday or something. They'll have to work out something. If they can't get people up, they'll either have to uh, shut the mine for, I guess, a day or do something. Who knows? I'm sure they'll have a – there's a lot of big brains out there that are above my pay grade that are working on that, and I'm sure they'll have all our best interests in uh, mind. (laughs) They won't be thinking about profit. (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah, so yeah, not much fun. At least, yeah, we're all here. So another week of night shift. So be the same time for the next week. Obviously, I was gonna this was gonna be last night tonight and then back to day shift. Or I would have been on basically R R here, but I'm not, so I'll be working. So we'll just be continuing on with the show. How cool is that? Cool bananas. Now um I'll, what I'll do is I've got two videos. Two more product reviews and unboxings that I've got for this week planned in for the video. So I'll do a little one Wednesday night and then another decent, the other decent one, which will be I'll put up for Friday night. And then so then we're back in our normal program. And then next Friday will be another photo. We'll get back into our South Coast uh, adventures. We've got, I think, three or four episodes left of that. Um, I hope you have been enjoying that the South Coast episodes if you don't know what the hell i'm talking about and you've just popped by thank you very much i do appreciate it if you're just listening and don't know where the hell i'm talking about south coast um myself and my family had a holiday in the south coast of western australia uh one of the most beautiful places on the planet uh if you've never read about it or seen anything i'm sure you would have seen some instagram photos either of mine or other people's of elephant rocks uh, Lucky Bay, um, wineries, there's so much down there. It's an amazing, amazing part of the world. It's a bit of an unkept secret. And, well, not, it's not a well-kept secret, I guess, and not an unkept secret. It's, it, it's there, but it just generally, for some reason, I guess we're just a bit spoiled in Australia where we just don't go. And I think what the biggest difference is, is Australians are terrible at advertising and selling our stuff, uh, a place like that anywhere else in the world would be would be put up on a pedestal, much like an Iceland or a Canada or anything like that. That's how good it is. So it's we just we just don't do that in Australia. It's just not it's just not what we do. So if we ever get out of this COVID thing, if it ever stops, <laughs> it doesn't look that way at the moment, does it? It looks like a uh, endless loop of fun. Uh, Definitely one of those bucket list places that you need to if you ever get to Australia. Yeah, sure, you've got Sydney Harbour and it's a, it's a poxy bridge and it's an opera house. They look great, but if you want to go and see some really nice stuff, if you're into landscapes, in photography, which I'm assuming that's why you're here, uh, then definitely come and check that out. It's up there with your kakadoos and the territory. Karen Jeannie's other spot. There's so many spots. We're very, very blessed in that in that regard in Australia with nature that's just abounds us. It's even in our national anthem, Nature that abounds us. Very, very cool. Um, so yeah, so we've got three or four more episodes. It was about a 16-day trip uh, in a minivan, a three-year-old, my three-year-old son Jack, my lovely wife. Touring around there, so if you haven't seen it, go check photo journeys. You would, you'll be able to catch up on all those videos and check out where we're up to. And we've just hit Esperance. I think last episode was our first, first doses of Esperance. Um, and yeah, Esperance in Albany, and it's a pretty amazing spot. Uh, we're into the good, good stuff. So some of the photos have been editing this week as well, in between the everything else. Uh, have uh, looked pretty amazing and some really good stuff out of the Mini 2. A couple of just pearlers of the sunset I got over Esperance Harbour with the Mini 2. So, very excited. Some great photos there and should be some very cool video. Okay, doke Now, news-wise, we need to get the email up. I forgot about my email. Now, Infinex, if you haven't heard of Infinex, they're a phone company. They're sort of... uh, mostly around Asia, as much uh, they have a new phone out. It's a prototype, so this is not a phone that's gonna be released, but it's pretty cool. I was watching on Unbox Therapy, and its biggest claim to fame, I guess, is the one that everyone's gonna be talking about, is this insane charging. Now, this thing is 160 watts charging, and it went from dead flat to 100%, 4,000 milliamp battery, in 10 minutes, 48 seconds, I think. Uh, Lou had it on uh, Unbox Therapy, so it looked pretty cool. Like the, I think I've said a few times with phones, they're really stagnated and it's very hard for them to find a new feature to sell the phone. Uh, it used to be processors, processors of all, everyone, everyone's got a triple eight Snapdragon, Apple's got their A15s. Uh, you know, sort of uh, camera lenses then become the big thing. Uh, they've all got 64 megapixels or 100 million megapixel cameras. Um, so they're sort of, and they keep, they find something, then everyone does it, and then they got to find something new. Um, charging seems to be that thing at the moment. 120 hertz, screen refresh rate, those was one. 120 hertz, 144 hertz, uh, I think there's even maybe some that are pushing 200, so they always try to outbeat each other. Charging seems to be the one at the moment that everyone's trying to do, and 160 watt charging is pretty crazy. Now I guess, and then I've seen a lot of the comments on the videos like, oh, it's gonna, you know, how it's gonna cook the battery, the battery's not gonna last long, and all that. And I, I guess depending on how much the phone costs, if it's only a three, four hundred dollar phone. Uh, and it's got this charging tech. If you only want it to last a year, but you're a business person, you need to constantly charge the phone and have full battery and be talking all day, well, then I, it's probably not going to matter. So it all, did, I guess, all depends on your perception and your what you need it for and how you're going to use it. So it's a little tricky to sort of have a cracker and go, oh, yeah, it's probably not going to last, but it doesn't need to last. That's It's achieving what I need, 160 watts. 10 minutes is ridiculous, that's insane, uh, very, very cool. In that regard, you don't have to leave your phone plugged in overnight, you can just basically, as I think Lou said, uh, get up in the morning, plug it in while you're brushing your teeth and having a shower, and by the time you get out, you get a full phone, so you're laughing. So very, very cool in, in that respect. And I said, great, really good for business people, I think the charging factor, you can come back to the office, get in the office, right, oh, I've got to get out to another meeting, oh, shivers, the phone's flat, radio, hang on, Go around, print off what you need for the next meeting, get your stuff, grab a quick bite of tea, come back, go to the toilet, grab your phone, boot out, you're good for the rest of the day. So I think business-wise, charging's quite, quite handy. For us general users, uh, it's probably not gonna matter because you can either plug it in while you're sitting next to your computer when you're gonna have it most of the day or in your office, you're gonna have it plugged in so it really doesn't. you don't really need a fast charger. I don't think you really need a, a, a super fast charger at all. So. Now the other thing on that, the Infinix, have a look. Go check out the video on Unbox Therapy. The size of the frigging charger, it is insane. It's literally a brick. Um, it be. It's got to weigh the. The charger has to weigh nearly half a kilo, by the size of it. It was ridiculous. This this monster block, with these, and then a, and then an adapter down to the American plug, the little two pins, uh, and it just. <laughs> The, and that's the bit that wasn't mentioned. It's like, yeah, it's 160 watt, but look at the charger. Like, there's no way you're going to be taking that with you in your backpack. That's just crazy. So that was that's the only thing. It's great to have the charging, but when it's a big brick, well, it's no one's going to get that. So that was the only disappointing. Other good thing about the phone, obviously, had all the normal stuff that you get in phone, and I'll I put all the details down in the description. I won't bore you with all that stuff sort of stuff. It's just a general level phone. It's, as I said, it's a prototype. It's going to be coming out. It's, it's got some good stuff in it but uh, the charging was the big one and on the back it had a uh, LED screen uh, at, that showed off the charging. When it was charging, you could have this light on and the, the light sort of lit up through the Now logo, which was the model, I guess, for the phone. So it had some really good ideas and different ways to look at the phones. Myself personally, I think, uh, I think it's uh, Huawei that put the – small screen on the back, and there's been a couple of renders made for Apple to put a screen on the back. I think that is the next thing because then they can attack the action camera market, the the GoPros, the Insta360 ONE X. If you put that camera on the back, why can't your phone be a 360 camera? Why can't you? You can then, as a vlogger or whatever, use that screen on the back to line up your shot. We all use it. Um, if you look at a video, it's very hard to stare at and not know that you're in frame, and you, you can't move if you don't if you think you're going to go off screen, and you're trying to you want to stay in the focus point, and all that stuff. And you can do that when you've got a screen on the side of your camera, uh, on a phone. And I've used the the my iPhone 12 many many times, and I use it when I'm ever at, uh, hiking now. Uh, I'm doing it, and I'm hoping that I'm in frame. Uh, God forbid I cut my head off and there's a few times where my head's been out. And, yeah, that's one of the downsides. So, look, I think it's pretty cool and I think that's sort of the next avenue. But the Infinix, pretty cool sort of an idea and the charging is getting crazy. Now, um, Canon RF 14-35, to 35, uh, new photos and, well, there's new photo up and the specs are pretty much out for that one. Um, nothing true, looking at. 16 elements, 12 groups, um, minimum focus difference of, 0.2, uh, of 2, 0.2 of a meter, so 20 centimeters. That's pretty darn good. That's going to be good. It's look, it's going to be an amazing lens when it comes out. Uh, nine aperture blades. Doesn't say if they're curved or whatever. We're, we're still going to get that final bit once it does get released. Having said that, we uh, Canon rumors the other day did say that they'll. Should be released with the R R3, which was supposed to be released tomorrow. Now, some new things have happened overnight where that might possibly change. It might not be till next week, and maybe another development tease to us. And I'm hoping it's not another development tease. I think that that's over and done. Can we please be over with the development announcements? Uh, the last year. Year and a half has been everyone bringing out a development announcement for six months, and then you get to see the product. It's I think you get over things, and I'm thinking I'm definitely over these constant like little drip feediness uh, details. Just either just give it to us like Sony does, or just don't tell us because it's it's getting a little bit annoying and it's sort of um, I don't like really reporting about it when there's really not much there. But oh, just, yeah, just like you want it. If you know it's there and you're like three quarters done, just tell us what it's going to have, you know? Like, give us, throw a dog a bone. <laughs> but look, it looks like a great lens. And obviously, hopefully, hopefully we, oh, hopefully the R3 does get released tomorrow. I think everyone's ready for it. We've had enough waiting for it. We want to know everything about it. Let's just do it tomorrow, Canon. Get it done, Dustin. Please, Canon, that'd be great. But right, that's sorted. of I'm sure they'll listen to me. <laughs> um now, uh, the last one. You seen on the thumbnail, wow, what a now if you are you a watch person? Um, I'm a bit of a watch person. I I had my dream watch. Uh things got tight for us about a year ago. And to do anything with the channel, I needed some money, so I sold it sold my beautiful Tag Heuer watch, uh, it was a limited edition carbon fiber, it was my favorite possession and uh, I had to sell it. Basically it was just sitting there, I was too scared to wear it out, it was worth too much money so anyway I sold it and I um, yeah, put it into this business. Um, yeah, so it was, a, it was a sad day for me So, but I am a bit of a watch guy, I do love mechanical watches, I do love uh, Patek Phillips and all those amazing watches they are. Uh, there's some amazing, brilliant people out there. These build these just artworks on your wrist. Um, and that one, this one we're going to talk about today is amazing. From Jacob and Co. Jewelers, they've teamed up with Bugatti and they've made the Bugatti Chiron watch. Limited to uh, 126 pieces worldwide. This is a watch... Uh, depending on the spec one and if what you've got like the one i've got there's a clear sapphire crystal which is just ridiculous um us around that ballpark so 280 probably 300 plus thousand us dollars so we're looking 400 looking nearly half a million dollars australian to strap that bad boy in your wrist but what a beast it has the sharon engine in it uh, the the w16 engine in it the pistons move and everything like that it is again the, as i said these watchmakers are just insane it is absolute work of art and just amazing and it must you have to be super mega rich doing one of these just for the fact that you've got to wear that out and you would just be crapping your pants every time you move because you wouldn't want to scratch it or lose it or I oh, just must be nerve-wracking. Or you're just super rich and you don't care if you lose it. So yeah, for me, I'd be crapping myself. <laughs> I said i never might tag you and it was nowhere near that. I think mine cost like six or seven thousand um, when I bought it when I first started back in mining. That was my sort of, you know, I'm making good money, I want to buy something I really, really want. Uh, and I was scared to wear that out in case it got damaged. It was only a special occasion watch. So, like, just crazy, like 300,000 US. You can buy it, nearly buy a house with what this watch is worth. But it is a thing of beauty and, yeah, very, very cool. Um, so, you can go actually go over, check out bucati's page. They've got a couple of different models uh, and go check it out. They are, if you're not into watches, be careful because it's very easy to get addicted. And once you start seeing these just amazing, just like little mechanical and everything's mechanical. So there's no batteries or anything. It's all wound up with springs and rubies for bearings. And oh, it's just crazy. It's a crazy world. And uh, yeah, very beautiful world. So I do appreciate what they do. They are masters of their art. So yeah, one day I would like to be a master of something. (laughs) <laughs> okay, doke and that's it for another day. Hope you all have a fantastic day. I will see you all again tomorrow, Wednesday show. Okay, doke, see you soon. We're coming this way, that way. I'll catch you tomorrow. Peace.